power hour lsu boom all night long yes Let's freaking go. Will the Arkansas game be Harold Perkins 2.0? Because last year, sometimes as LSU football fans, we don't celebrate legendary performances enough. And I know it's in the past and it's all the the time about the future. But I think people kind of forget how crazy of a time that was, right? Right. People knew who Harold Perkins was because the Alabama game happened the week before, and obviously Perk had a big game. But how many times have you seen Harold Perkins do what he did last year in your life? How many defensive performances that make you say, oh, okay, this guy's the next Tyron Matthew type of playmaker? How many times can you remember that? A four-sack performance in a game in which Harold Perkins said afterwards, who is Michael Jordan. And I understand that that was a little bit of a joke, but still, when the team had the flu, Harold Perkins stepped up. Now, we are three games into the season, and we have not seen that vintage Harold Perkins game yet. We have not seen Harold Perkins do what he does at the highest level yet. And why haven't we seen that up to this point? There has been a lot of you that have brought that up to me in private chats. Hey, you're the film guy. You love defense. You play defense. Why don't you tell us? And tonight I'm going to tell you that a lot of it comes down to who you're playing, right? Up to this point, LSU has played three different quarterbacks who like to get the football out quickly. And the one who really doesn't, Jordan Travis, when he's not getting the football out quickly, he's a really difficult quarterback to sack. This next weekend, you'll be playing another quarterback who is very difficult to sack at KJ Jefferson. But the difference here is KJ is a bold playmaker. He doesn't necessarily get the football out quickly. It's just he is not scared to be sacked. And at this point in his career, KJ's taken a lot of sacks and he's not afraid to take a hit. I think this could be not only the Harold Perkins game, this could also be the Mason Smith game. Because, like we said last week, those two had good games. Makai Wingo also had a good game. The whole LSU defense was dominant. But I think this game, going up against an Arkansas offensive line who this past week looked like the worst offensive line in the SEC, they also looked tired. They committed seven penalties multiple holdings, multiple false starts. They had guys playing all these different positions, and they got put on their ass so many times versus BYU. It is absolutely crazy. Did a full film study on Arkansas on the SEC channel. Check it out, Power Hour SEC, if you want to do just that. And look, KJ Jefferson, really good quarterback, but Harold Perkins, to me, is a better football player, and I think this could be it. Right now, we'll also tell you this, the LSU, I say the LSU, the Arkansas offense is going to say, look, we can't let that guy beat us. So if that's the case, this might open up some opportunities for Mason Smith. This might open up some opportunities for Braden Swinson. So hopefully that is the case. Really excited to see Harold Perkins go freaking off. Now, 
we welcome in so many of you. Uh, Jared, Dante, Dev, Chance, Blaine, good game. TJ's got Arkansas tickets acquired. I can't wait to actually meet TJ in the flesh. Uh, I owe everyone uh, 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 a free month of Patreon. Sure, Hugh, I'll give you a free month. Why not? That is so crazy. Any recruiting news? Recruiting? Never heard of her. Don't really care about recruiting right now because we have actual football to talk about. Now, as far as who's getting, you know, commitments and all of that, the truth is, Blaine, a lot of these kids commit before the season begins anyway. And um, most of the slots are filled. Now, obviously, LSU is going to continue to recruit Colin Simmons and many others. But at this point, I uh, I feel pretty good about LSU recruiting. Now, here's what we're going to do. Um, because we couldn't give out the Dante Jackson card, I was like, okay, let's switch up the let's switch up the player. All right, tonight, if we get to a hundo and super chance, you're going to get an on card autograph here from the great Devry Henderson. Look at that card. You got the LSU logo in the background. Absolutely beautiful penmanship, beautiful blue ink, all the way up to Devry's hand. And uh, this card is going to go to one of you if we hit to a hundo in Super Chats. Okay. Dexter, good to see you. So there you go. Now, next thing, I want to talk about the injuries. I have gotten a lot of questions about Greg Brooks. And obviously, there are some things that uh, I don't feel like is important uh, to share, especially when Brian Kelly made it perfectly clear that he wants to keep, you know, Greg's privacy the way it is. Okay. So obviously, it is very serious. And that is, that's basically all that, uh, that needs to be shared at this point. So obviously, when it comes to something like that, it is way more serious than something like Mason Taylor, because obviously Mason Taylor is dealing with something more football related, if that makes sense. So obviously wishing the best for Greg Brooks. What we all know at this point, though, is he is not available for Arkansas. So I'll say that, I, you know, if someone asks about it a little bit later, I'll still say basically the same thing. But obviously, I, um, I, my, my thoughts are, are, are with this family right now because it is, um, it's obviously pretty serious. And it's also serious because obviously Arkansas led their press conference with that because he used to play for Sam Pittman. Now, I want to talk about all the other players that are banged up, okay? Now, the weird thing is with LSU football, if you're not a key player, it is amazing how easy it is for you to just disappear. Okay. Like, for instance, we don't know what the heck happened to Trey Bradford. You know, he played a lot versus Florida State, and now he's nowhere to be found, essentially. Um, Armani Goodwin, is, is he still playing um, at, at this point? We don't know. Obviously, Armani Goodwin has, has been injured all the way dating back to his high school years. And, um, you know, obviously he's a very talented back, but LSU is loaded at running back right now. And outside of, you know, those two situations, we really don't know what the future holds for um, both of them 
what we do know is a top four has set itself. So the key injuries to me are Mason Taylor and Omar Spates. Now, Omar Spates, not as big of a deal because a lot of you feel pretty good about Whit Weeks. A lot of you want Whit to develop into, um, you, you know, like the leader of the defense going over the next couple of seasons. I don't mind building the defense uh, with Whit Weeks and Greg Penn in the middle. I don't mind with that at all. I still think Omar Spates can play. I still think Omar Spates um, can can be a contributor to this team. I still think so. And uh, obviously at this point, we'll see if he's going to be made available for Arkansas. But the big injury for Brian Kelly is, 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 is got to be Mason Taylor. Okay. Mason Taylor is such a key piece to what LSU is doing. And it is important to point out this fact. I have long clearly stated that I like the young tight ends for LSU. They all have brought something. Jackson McGohan has brought a lot on special teams. Kamarion Pimpton has been in a lot of two-minute drills uh, at the end of the first half versus Mississippi State and at the end of the first half versus Grambling. He was out there in the two-minute, and I like that because he does give you a lot as a receiver. And then obviously, Mac Markway played a lot versus Mississippi State. I don't feel all three of them are ready to play Division One Power Five tight end just yet, and I think Mason Taylor's health is going to be very crucial for this program moving forward. And when I say this, obviously LSU's offense had one of their best days uh, this past weekend versus Mississippi State. I could also say this, right? If you have a quarterback and wide receiver playing at the level that Jaden and Malik played at, you don't necessarily need to be sharp everywhere else, okay? Especially if the routes that you're running are slot fades or just simple goes, right? So you think of the three explosive touchdowns and the three explosive plays that Jaden and Malik connected on. The first touchdown was a slot fade. The second touchdown was a slot fade. And the third almost touchdown was just a, a double move down the right side. And there was also another double move. The double moves are longer developing plays in the slot fade. The slot fade, you just catch it as a quarterback, you just throw it. The double moves also, you know, you got to pump, you got to have some decent protection, but it really is a two-man play, right? You need Malik to get open, you need Jaden to make a good throw. There's really no progressions. There's really nothing, right? Now, when defenses are going to adjust, Travis Williams, I felt, has been a decent defensive coordinator for Arkansas to this point. He is not going to let us just win doing that. So, at this point, LSU needs some other people to step up. And up to this point, it's been Brian Thomas Jr. He's been really good. But I also think there are other ways you can have your defense step up. I think LSU at this point can, as an offense, get even better at throwing to the running backs out of the backfield. I think Logan Diggs at this point is by far the best running back on this team. The most talented running back on this team, I think, we can all see now is Caleb Jackson. And I think Josh Williams is the best of both worlds, right? Very experienced with Jaden Daniels, Brian Kelly, and that offensive line in this offense. And he's also just very, very, very good. Really good short yardage back at his size. So I think there are plenty of other options that will step up for LSU. 
We just got to be ready for someone else to do that. Okay? So really, really freaking excited about the future of this LSU offense, and I think it's only going to get better. I also think at this point, Jaden did turn a page, right? As his career's progressed, we have seen him get better. And now the next step for him is, especially if he wants even bigger aspirations, there are two things for Jaden that I find to be very interesting um, for individual reasons. The first is this NFL draft class for quarterbacks is probably the deepest I have seen. And I love the NFL draft. I love it. This NFL draft quarterback class is so obscenely deep that Jaden's going to need to show even more for him to move up the ranks. And he's going up against another quarterback who will probably be in this next NFL draft class as well in KJ Jefferson. And they're both guys that everybody knows are ridiculously talented, ridiculously athletic, but not totally, you know, your complete quarterback like a Caleb Williams or, or someone like that. Um, Michael Penix, if you will. So individually, Jaden, not only for, you know, college reasons, but for NFL reasons, if he puts together more performances like he did versus Mississippi State, he becomes a very interesting prospect because athleticism matters at the quarterback position nowadays. It just does, right? The athleticism aspect of being an NFL quarterback is not something Jaden, it's not going to be that big of a hurdle for him. Uh, obviously, he's tough as nails. We know he can take a hit. And if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he, I mean, he saw the way Bill Belichick looked at him at Pro Day. So it's its its a very interesting season that's ahead of Jaden Daniels. And look, a good game this weekend, a rough game from Jackson Dart and maybe a few others. We saw this past weekend that Joe Milton, like I've been telling you guys, is fraudulent. Uh, Jaden has a chance to put it down that he's the best quarterback in the SEC. Okay. Let's go to Carson, man. Carson, thank you so much for your super chat, man. I appreciate all your support. Every time you're in here, you super chat 20 bucks. Once again, that means we're now 80 away from the Debbie Henderson giveaway. I can't wait for BTJ to have a breakout game. I know he's capable. Was glad to see Hilton get more involved. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about BTJ and uh, Chris Hilton. All right, let's start with BTJ here. Brian Thomas Jr., for being such an over-the-top kind of player, a guy who gets open deep, and he's really good at it. The fact that he only has one 100-yard game up to this point in his career is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And that was against Florida State, and that touchdown, of course, came in garbage time. And all the other 60-plus-yard games outside of this one this past weekend came against non-Power 5 teams, okay? So... BTJ had a really good game this past weekend. He is a great compliment, but the best offenses in college football have two alphas at wide receiver. They just do. Or two alphas at skill position players uh, on the outside. Okay. Georgia, a little bit of an exception last year, but, you know, it, I, I just feel you're so much better off if you got two alphas. Okay. And Georgia has really good wide receivers, as you know. I, I, I think the world of BTJ is going to get an open. But I do like the fact that this Mississippi State game, 
was the first game of the season that he didn't have a drop. Drops have always been a thing for him. We know he blocks. We know he's a good team player. And I think BTJ um, is is for sure our clear-cut number two guy. And I have felt that way basically all offseason. Um, you know, up to this point, obviously, the returns on Aaron Anderson has, has not been what we expected. And Chris Hilton has kind of been the guy that – at this point, you think is going to be the number three option. Okay. Um, no, Kyron, I don't think he even got a target this past weekend. I will tell you this. Okay. Sources. One thing I will tell you. All right. And sometimes I share some of the things that I hear and, and get from people that I trust. Sometimes I don't because obviously sometimes it's private or whatever. One thing the coaches love about Kyron Lacey, and I've always referenced how much the coaching staff loves him, in particular Brian Kelly, is Kyron Lacey blocks. Okay. He is not afraid to get physical. Okay. If you look at him, he is kind of a unit. He's not a he's not a skinny guy. He's a physical player. And uh he, he blocks. So they like that, right? Especially if you're physical and you want to get the run game going. Um so yeah, you know, I, I I think Chris Hilton obviously getting more involved is 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 a good thing. Obviously had a few good catches on that first drive this past weekend. The one thing Carson is, you know, the physical aspects of, of football is where he needs to get better. Okay. You the, the number one thing you need to do as a receiver is catch the football. Chris Hilton is has, has really good hands. Okay. Um but when it comes to contested catches, it's it's a little bit of a different story. And the next thing is one of the most deadly things that can happen to you as a wide receiver is if you are running an in-breaking route. So if you're running a dig or if you're running a slant, you cannot drift up the field. Okay. Once you make that in-breaking cut, you need to stick with it and you cannot let a DB undercut you. You just can't. And that was almost a huge play. And you go look at the film study. We did a, a little excerpt on it. You can't have that happen because what happens there is when a DB undercuts you, that's the worst kind of interception, a tipped interception to a safety is normally in the center of the field and all the offense is in front of you. If a DB undercuts an interception, he's already running with positive momentum to your other end zone. So you've got to be careful if you're running those end breakers. But obviously, as a deep threat, he has been phenomenal. And I tweeted out a Chris Hilton uh, appreciation post uh, before this actually began. If there's one wide receiver you should be cheering for, it's him. He's a top 100 recruit who has dealt with injuries, he could have transferred and been a number one or number two at a lot of other Power 5 schools because of his speed, because of his pedigree. But not only has he stuck with LSU, he went on the Senegal trip, he's loved there, and he's put in a lot of work. He practices really hard. So those are the kinds of guys you want, guys that really love being an LSU Tiger, because if he really didn't love LSU, he would have already packed his bags. So there is... Even though Jure is a three-star and Chris Hilton 
is about as elite a recruit, <laughs> short of being a five-star, you possibly can be. Um, Chris Hilton has some jury qualities to him, right? He's just one of those guys that just stuck around, has always kind of been slept on, and now he's getting his chance to play, and I'm happy for him. And I'm cheering for him more so than any other wide receiver on this team because it's hard in the transfer portal era to stick where you are. So, so yeah. I will also say this, okay? Might not be what you guys want to hear. We are going up against Dwight McLaughlin this next weekend. He had another good game versus BYU. He did get beat over the top. It was an absolutely perfect throw, though. He is a turnover-creating machine. He has had a ton of interceptions at Arkansas, and he forced a huge fumble this past weekend. He is still good, okay? And we're going to be going up against him this past weekend. Arkansas's other corner is a Georgia five-star transfer, Jaheim Singletary. This is a good group of corners, okay? Their safety nickel play, though, is shaky, all right? So if the outside corners are really good players, but the safeties and nickels aren't necessarily what I would consider to be the best, what do you guys think that we should do? In the chat right now, let me know what do you guys think we should do if the outside corners are really good, but the nickels and safeties aren't really good. What would you guys do offensively? Let me know because there's something that I would do that works really well. There you go. Malik in the slot, baby. Put Malik in that mother effing slot. Okay. That's where I want Malik in the slot. Like a quarter in a grandma's casino walking in to the Mirage in Vegas. I want that thing in the slot. Malik is a slot. Nightmare. All right. It is meant to be. He eats there. Now, he's also really good on the outside because the double moves, and they were really big plays for us. So I'm not saying just keep him there. But let him eat. Let him eat. Okay. Also, I just want to put this out there, and I understand the tomatoes will get thrown at me. That's perfectly fine. I am still, still a believer in Shelton Sampson this year. This year. This year. Just saying. Carter, what about the drops versus Grambling? He had the jitters. The talent is undeniable. Now, Taylor crosses. I work versus Mississippi State a lot. 
Y'all want us to run the football. I like it. We do need to run the football better. Okay. Don't worry. They, 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 they didn't do it versus Florida State as much as I would have liked. Okay. But look, Malik needs to play both. So I'm definitely not smart enough to tell anybody that. But here's the truth. I want to I want to I want to show you I want to share something with you. Okay? We don't want a lot of play action, and that bothers me, okay? Um but I've noticed something, you know, I look up to three coaches in the NFL and they're all in the Shanahan tree. I look up to Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur. Okay. And Mike McDaniels is kind of in that region. Now I'm not a total fan of all of them. And there's some things I do disagree with them philosophically and, and other stuff as well. But one thing that was very interesting, I did a Twitter deep dive today they have both lowered their amount. All those coaches have lowered their amount of play action usage. And one thing that all of them do well is they throw to the middle of the field. They do. Okay. They do a really good job throwing to the middle. Jaden is, for the most part, middle adverse. Okay. But he has gotten way better at it. And Malik in the slot, I think, feels makes Jaden feel more comfortable. Now, how do I know this? Well, overall, I just feel, you know, like, for instance, uh, I could show you this play again. Uh, we, we, I'll show it in a second. I don't want a film study to, you know, ruin the flow we have going. We got some progressive going on right now. The flow is beautiful. That was a great dad joke. And progressive insurance, feel free to hit me up. I need sponsors. Huh? Huh? I got a rabid fan base here. Tell Flo she is more than welcome to jump on. Hell, tell Jake from State Farm. Chris Paul, whoever. It could be the old Jake. White Jake, light-skinned Jake. I'll take any one of those guys. Tell them to come on. We, we, we are welcoming. I, I am down. Any ad person, if the girl from AT&T, what's her name? If she, want, if she wants to jump on PHL, sure. Rates. Rate, rates are very affordable. <laughs> huh? 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 Um, but, the, but, but the truth is, I, I, I think the offense does flow really well with Jaden and Malik when Malik is in the slot. Okay. So let's go to Tom's question. You have to run the ball to run play action. Newsflash. You don't. There have been tons of studies done on this. You don't need to run the football in order for the play action to work. A fake to the running back still works. It still does. Okay. And uh, linebackers still bite. Even if, even if, you're not running the football well. They still do. They still do. Now, I will say, I do feel the running game helps with the play action. It does, but I don't think it is necessary. 
And by the way, LSU's running the football okay right now. Okay. Nah, jo- Joseph, that's a stretch pause right there. I'm not even putting that. That that is that is not a uh that 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 is a that is a stretch for a pause. A stretch. Okay. What's up, Danny? Good to see you. But to this point from Tom, I I, I don't think you need the run game for play action to work. But hey, I'll do whatever works at this point when our quarterback is going 30 for 34. LSU baseball got another commitment. Connor Ware, 6'4 left-handed pitcher. Obviously, I'm not the baseball guy, but is he eligible this year? I'm guessing he is if he's a JUCO guy. Oh, his dad's rocking the on clouds. There you go. Congrats to you, Mr. Ware. Who is Milana Bantrub? Milana, that's that's a name. You go, Milana. So he is immediately available. That's good, man. Just DM me. Are you DMing me who Valina Vatrub is? Ooh, dang, Boo Bear, that's crazy. I'll let you up after. I definitely want to do it. Let's keep it going. Wait, he's six nine? He's six nine? What? Six nine? Why does Blake tell me he's six four? I would believe he's six four, six nine. What was Randy Johnson? Was Randy Johnson what he was six six, six seven, right? Six nine is crazy. Oh, okay. So so the six nine kid is out of high school. That's even crazy. That's even crazier. That's crazy. 6'9". Dude, that is nuts, bro. Like, that's crazy. What was Paul Skeens? Paul Skeens was, what, 6'4"? Two different guys. Now, here's what we're going to do. We just hit 100 viewers. It's always tough to do that on a Tuesday. Um, And I know it's late for those on the East Coast. That's why on Wednesday nights, we do 6 p.m. 
live streams. Okay, 6 p.m. Central. It's always a good time. Uh, let me put the live stream schedule up here. There you go. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Wednesdays at 6. So, Friday night, I'll be in the 225. It's going to be a great time. And uh, I'm going to be at Zippy's uh, Friday night around 7, 715. And uh, taking a few dacks in with my lovely wife. And I would love for you to join us. I love Zippy's. I just did. We did our PHL summer meetup there. And it was so much fun. So, uh, come on down. It's going to be a good time. And then, if you can't make it then, and you're going to the game on Saturday, um, I'm going to be chilling at the Greek Amphitheater Saturday at 1. For about 1 to 1.30, I'll hang out with some PHLers. Should be a good time. And we will do a halftime show from Tiger Stadium. And we will do a post-game show that will start roughly an hour after the game. Taking my wife to a game. We've never been able to go to a game together. And uh, really excited about it. Golden Boot, obviously, she grew up an Arkansas fan. God bless her. Okay, um, so yeah, should be a should be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to meeting and seeing a lot of you. Just got word that one of our PHLers that lives in Nashville is making the trip because of this. So it's really cool. He goes to a lot of games. So uh, shout out to Rick, and uh, it's going to be great. Jared, thank you for the super chat. Saturday at the Greek Amphitheater. Okay. So it's an outdoor kind of like theater. It's a, it's right next to uh, kind of in the vicinity of the LSU Indian Mounds and uh, kind of in the vicinity of where the LSU library is located. And um, and I'll make like a fancy graphic and, and put it up on the screen tomorrow night. But I'll 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 be there and it's gonna be a good time. All right. It's kind of shocking. Like a few years ago we did this and it was actually for the Arkansas game. And I was shocked how many people showed up. And it was kind of like last second. So yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna be at Zippy's Friday night. Definitely getting me a Zippy's daiquiri. That's God, it's always uh, one of my favorite freaking things to do. Uh, shotgun and beers? I don't know. I'd, I'd do one with you, Sammy. Why not? Uh, why not? She's wearing LSU gear. All right. Now, what I will tell you this, okay? In between the Pentagon and the music school. There you go. A way better description. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be out, I'm gonna be out there. And uh it's gonna be beautiful. I'll be out there for about one to about two. Um so yeah. There you go. Well, let me say this, okay, just in case people get a little lost. I'll be out there at 1230. All right, how about that? I'll be out there noon, twelve thirty. Let's let's do that because I know anytime you do one of these kinds of things, it takes people a little while to get there. I'll be out there at noon. Okay, noon to one. Let's do that, and then like we did last time, we were out there for a few hours. So let's do that. There he is. Speak of the devil. 
Nurse Gordon Presh, two huge members of the PHL Nation. So, yeah, I'll be out there around noon just chilling, man. Just chilling. I'll get out there early. Yeah, Coach on Delay, man. I'll never forget the Coach on Delay uniforms. All-time great. But we're not going to get into uniform discourse tonight. No, it's just uh, – actually, it is kind of lipsticky, But it's also because I drink red punch out of this. That's actually what it is. That's why I drink it exclusively out of this. Now, next thing I want to get into. Danny was talking to me about some of the Arkansas strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, for me – they don't really have a whole lot of strengths offensively. They just don't. Their offensive line sucks. Their skill guys aren't really all that great. They do have a quarterback, though. And I think one thing we did is we overrated Will Rogers and we underrate KJ Jefferson, right? Will Rogers stinks. KJ Jefferson does not stink. Now, I would also say this. It has come to my knowledge that KJ Jefferson is also banged up. He has taken a lot of hits. And if you think Jaden Daniels has taken hits, KJ has taken way more hits. Okay. And um, he's their best running back. And he would be their best receiver if he was a receiver. I really do mean that. Now, what I will say is Arkansas does have a Mason Taylor at tight end. Really, really good football player. His name is Luke Haas. And when you watch him, you'll think he's Mason Taylor. Really, really good football player. He's a true freshman. So, there you go. But offensively, they don't have a whole lot of strengths. They really don't. But the thing that concerns me is you are getting K.J. Jefferson off a bad game. And the thing is, is he never just has bad games. He had 37 QBR this past weekend. It sucked. Jordan. Thank you for the super chat. And Jordan's super chat question is he just wants me to tell everybody to hit the like button. So if you can hit the like button, subscribe. If you're watching this on Facebook, Please share it. I'm I do terrible with not sharing Facebook. Okay. There we go. Bang. I shared it on Facebook. Now, will Caleb Jackson get more carries? Yes. I think at this point, you just have to. Um, and and here's, here's my Caleb Jackson point. I will make yet again. Sometimes 
a player in a game will have a big run or they'll have a big sack or they'll have a big play. And sometimes we don't include the context of the situation. Was it in garbage time? Was it just one thing, right? Sometimes we see a defensive lineman get a sack and it's because he was left unblocked and there was a protection assignment. Sometimes a receiver will catch a pass and it was because he was wide open. He made this. Someone else got him open. The play design got him open. Here's the thing about the Caleb Jackson run. It was a special run before he truck-sticked somebody in two ways. Okay? The play before the run, he got a little toss, and it got called back for a holding. And be honest with yourself. When you watched it, you're like, okay, that, that looked really good. It looked different. Then on the very next play, before the hit actually happened, you saw him press the hole, sidestep it, stiff arm somebody, and then run him over. And probably could have gotten more yards if he didn't stare him down. In fact, it hurt him because the linebacker was able to get it a good hit on him because he was just standing in bounds. That's special. I don't know how many times I've seen a player love himself so much that he just stopped in the middle of it because he knew he did something that epic. Okay. Now, it would be one thing if this was just a minor occurrence. But no, it's not. Kickoff return versus Grambling. Should have been a house call. Got tackled by his own guy. Then, in the Grambling game, I know it was garbage time, you can see juice. You just could. But it would be one thing if it was just a Grambling game. Who had the best scrimmage out of any LSU player during fall camp? Caleb Jackson, when the former players and the media were able to attend a full scrimmage, but they weren't able to film. Caleb Jackson had not one, but two incredible touchdowns. So the sample is wide. We have seen it. We know this, that he is great. Now, how great is he? As Brian Kelly mentioned in the press conference, he is still very green. He is still very young. Uh, he's not really played a whole lot of football up to this point in his career. Okay, so maybe there is more untapped potential out there. But I can tell you this, man. I love my running backs thick, and I love my running backs who are elite athletes. And he is both of them. He is both of them. Okay, so he's really good, and he deserves more touches. And it may not necessarily even need to be carries, Rick. Um Tell you this, Arkansas did allow a pretty big kickoff return versus BYU, okay? Now, Arkansas has got a really good punt returner as well, who also is an elite sprinter. The issue is he's small, okay? His name was Isaiah Satania. He actually is an LSU legacy, and LSU you know, made a push to recruit him. Uh, he's a second-year player, and um, 
I think his parents are track and field coaches at Texas now. And uh, he is, he's got elite speed. So when it comes to athleticism, out of all of Arkansas skill guys, they do have a six, six receiver who's kind of a backup. But overall, Satania's got upside. <laughs> That's funny, Caleb. Huh? 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 Yeah, pass blocking is so important. I don't think people understand how important pass blocking is. It's not just the um, it's not just not letting your quarterback get sacked. If your running back misses a pass blocking assignment, that means that player is already coming at a full head of steam from the first or the second level. So if you miss it, okay, and the quarterback is expecting you to pick it up, you're putting him in a bad spot to get absolutely blasted. Now, Rick wants to talk some KJ. Jordan, you also super chatted. You could pick the next topic. Go around on ahead. All right. We'll talk a little bit about KJ here. Now you guys know how much I love KJ Jefferson. I do think too much was put on him for the BYU game, but he did commit some really bad turnovers. And I think at this point, KJ feels he needs to be Superman. All right. And the issue with that is, well, because he is such a good runner, he's trying to run everybody over and he gets hurt and he's banged up right now. But I will tell you this. You look at the point spread here. LSU versus Arkansas is pretty much 18 across the board. Okay. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Because every Vegas projector, like there's all these analytic people that I follow now on Twitter that has their own projections. They have it anywhere from LSU favored by 10.5 to, at most, LSU favored by 15. I've not seen a single projection outside of one over 14 right now, which is crazy to me. That might be an inefficiency that you can exploit, right? I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to bet LSU. 18 is a huge number, though. That is a huge number to cover versus an experienced coach, a good quarterback, a rivalry game, and a team coming off a loss. But I'm telling you right now, the computers love LSU. They do. And I'll tell you this, it's a good thing. I follow a guy named CFB Nate, a very interesting analytics account, and he does a computer composite rating, all right? And right now, according to his computer composite power ratings, LSU is ranked ahead of Florida State. That's how much the computers are loving LSU right now. 
Now, some of this is preseason data. Some of this is also factoring in experience and blue chip ratio and all those things. And LSU is obviously really good when it comes to raw talent. We all know this. Okay. I feel like I'm a sucker for for thinking Arkansas is going to make this a close game. And my gut is starting to lean towards LSU just blowing them out. Because they are average in a lot of spots. And I'm just telling you right now. You know, obviously, I'm very familiar with a lot of people at Arkansas. I also kind of want to throw something out here, but I might wait for the tomorrow live stream at 6 p.m. Central. Write this down. It's a George Strait song. Baby, write this down. I think Arkansas fans have turned on Pittman, too. I think they have. I think they're done with him. Pierce is not a KJ believer. Hey, that's fine. I know he's unorthodox. I know he doesn't look or play like a lot of quarterbacks. He looks like like vintage Ben Roethlisberger out there, and there's not many quarterbacks that look like Ben Roethlisberger. But he can play. I'm telling you, he can play. When your best receivers went to Hillsdale and Texas A&M Commerce, that's where they played last year, D2, D3 schools, FCS schools. Then, then what do what do you want to do? But Arkansas fans are are done with Pittman. Samuel says, "I went to Arkansas. My friends are not happy." Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of friends that live in Fayetteville. They're not happy either. Some of you are on the Nuss bus. Arkansas fans are on the Must bus. They're just ready for basketball season. Yeah, he does have a lot of Coach O qualities. Race Bannon, what is that? That's the that's the the NASCAR driver, right? Yeah, this last class for them is actually, okay, they actually landed like their first five-star in forever. But he's a 2026 kid. So not this next recruiting class, not the next recruiting class, but the next one. Yeah, LSU crushes Arkansas. 
I hope you're right, man. Andre Sam, what's up, Tyler? You know I'm always down to talk Andre Sam. Taylor says it's a seatbelt celebration, not the sword. Let's keep it going with TJ. And Makai and Mason can get pressure up the middle early and often. I think we blow them out. I'm telling you right now. Mississippi State's offensive line struggled, and LSU took advantage of that. I honestly thought they played a little bit better than I thought they would have. But Arkansas's offensive line what was so out of shape, they were put on their rear ends repeatedly by BYU. Now, I think TJ won't mind this. I want to bring up one thing about Mason Smith. Okay? Why I think this could be a game for him. Okay, but first, PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Makai Wingo, Mason Smith. I... um. I truly do feel uh, Mason Smith can have a big game for this reason. I think Arkansas will overcompensate for Harold Perkins, and rightfully so. They don't. I mean, if you're Sam Pittman, if there's one thing you don't want to do is have Arkansas fans relive the nightmare that they just could not block Harold Perkins. So if that's the case. Mason and Makai have got to play well. Mason was double teamed a lot versus Mississippi State. When I went back and rewatched basically the entire game, it, it was a lot. Um, and he played. He played. He played good. Like I mean, it, it looked as if he's starting to get back into the swing of things. So, yeah, I see Clint from the Parish Carter. Uh, from the Parish Carter, who thinks Carter Arkansas Carter wants to win because he because he lives a closet LSU fan. Okay, that's all this gets brought up. A closet LSU fan with all of this, all of this, and doing this every year for over three. Years going to LSU. Now, I think Arkansas covers the spread. I do. I think it's going to be a close game. But I hope I'm wrong. A blowout victory does great things for LSU. So, sure. But keep typing that comment and see what happens.
You want to talk LSU? Oh, you want to talk some other games? Okay. Oh, and you laughed at your own joke. Ah, funny. Normally, if you have to type LMAO after a joke, it's probably not that funny. It's just like an uncomfortable LOL. Just, you know, get a sympathy laugh. But yeah, you know, when, when you have a lot of friends that live in Fayetteville, and honestly, have a good amount of PHLers, as you guys have learned, they live in Alabama. Okay, I've, I've had great trips to Alabama. I mean, people bleed over into different states. They always do. But you, you might be hanging out with music pretty soon. True PHL tailgate for next year. You want to just do Vegas? Everybody just go to Vegas? I'm a closeted Bama fan. Man, I've honestly been accused of, of every fan base at this point, especially on the SEC channel where I still have this huge Joe Burrow painting in the background. But the Backwoods Tennessee fans were at me for one video I had over there. Big win over Alabama last year. Danny Vegas is probably one of the cheaper ones, right? That if you book now, wouldn't it be cheaper? I don't know. I don't know. Nashville, Nashville is awesome. I got a few Traylon Burks cards. Here's one that was given to me by American Patriot. This guy had a few good plays versus Arkansas. Got a Jay Hill right here. Here's a Glenn Dorsey game worn uniform card. Love that one. It's one of my favorites. Zion game one. There you go. Yeah, so Hal remembers that video last year. I tried to tell Tennessee fans, I bet you guys, I wanted you to win. I just wanted to point out that very weird ending. Got a chance, man. By the way, I do want this uh, to be known as well. I have a new P.O. box. So if you guys are sending me stuff, Chance has sent me some really cool stuff in the past. Uh, just shoot me a DM on Twitter, Instagram, or email. You can email me. Um, I just want that to be known. I could always go check the old P.O. box. So if you sent it there, I think I know those people that probably just have it, but still. 
So this has kind of been out there. All right. I've shared this before on a live stream before that uh, the connections between Arkansas and Deion Sanders before Jackson State. So there was a connection and it finally, you know, got out with um, an appearance from Wally Hall on Feinbaum. Okay. Wally Hall's a longtime, you know, columnist in Arkansas. And, um, and Dion, of course, was connected to Arkansas by Jerry Jones, who is obviously, you know, arguably the most powerful man in football. And uh, Arkansas is probably, uh, it's probably their biggest donor, Jerry Jones. Okay. And uh, I, I, I think it would make sense. Like those two, like, I think Arkansas would be willing to do it. They've realized at this point that you need something truly special. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, if you're Dion, do you even need the SEC at this point? I think Arkansas would be patient for him. I do. Uh, but to answer your question, Chance, the defensive coordinator has been really good for them. I, I've liked their defense. They are very aggressive. And uh, tomorrow's film study might not be that long, but I do have a few things um, – especially on the SEC channel, I've done more Arkansas content because that's been the ones that have been performing the best. So Arkansas videos have pretty much 10 x all my Georgia videos, Alabama videos, South Carolina videos. So I've done a lot more Arkansas stuff on there. Um, even the national guys, when they post Arkansas stuff, it does really well. So I've done a lot of Arkansas stuff. And one thing that's really stood out to me is how aggressive their defense is. They play really downhill. And, you know, that, that, could, that could be an issue. It really can, right? But I think LSU, I think LSU fits pretty well with that. You know, the one thing you got to do if you play Jaden Daniels is you better make sure your pass rush lane integrity is good. Okay? I will also tell you this about Jaden's performance. It is really an all-time great LSU statistical performance. 30 for 34 is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Okay? But I'll tell you this. It's like Mississippi State did not watch any film on Jaden Daniels. It's not like they did not play him the year before. And the same things that worked for him in last year's game was the same thing that happened in this year's game. And it's not like they played a really good dual-threat quarterback the week before who is also a really good runner. And Zach Arnett said, you know what we need to do? Let's just run out our normal game plan. That is the dumbest thing I have seen. And I hate using the word dumb. But if you become the head coach and you can't see that that plan is so stupid, 
Now, I'll take it, obviously. But that is not what you do versus Jaden Daniels. That is not what you do. And that is one of the few times where I was like watching. I was like, man, I, I would have never have thought to done that. That's why I made that comment about that Mississippi State cheerleader. She looked like on her face that she was disgusted with the game plan. So stupid. So stupid. Well, what they did was so stupid. But young coaches think their defenses are impenetrable. Everybody, welcome for a first-time super chatter. Player X. Y'all show some love to Player X in the chat right now. And if y'all don't, it's on like Donkey Kong, baby. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good Mason game. I do. Uh, we touched on this briefly a minute ago, but we'll go even deeper into it. Obviously, Wingo at this point is so good. I, I mean, I think it, he's moving closer. I think right now we can comfortably say Wingo is in the Benny Logan, Michael Brockers category. Like, he's not in the upper echelon tier with Lavalet and Dorsey and those guys. But he's right there, okay? And if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he'll he'll join that elite tier. Um, but yeah, I, th I think I think Mason has a really good shot. And ultimately, right now, Player X, if teams keep double teaming him, sure, let's let's let him do it, do it. And guess what? That'll make it easier on Makai and and Jordan Jefferson and Guillory to make plays. I think also player X, one thing you could see is LSU say, look, we've got to go out here and, and, and win all our games because we've already lost to Florida State. But you also have to keep in mind that we do have two road games after this one. It would not shock me. If you see more Guillory and Jefferson moving forward, you've got to keep your defensive tackles fresh. Makai Wingo, the snap count is just absolutely ridiculous with him. Creek, good to see you again, Dan. I thought you had just left me. It's all good, man. So, yeah, Player X, thank you so much. You're doing you some love. What's the one thing that JD did that flipped the script on Mississippi State's defensive coordinator strategy? He was very decisive. He wasn't rattled. I saw a clip that was released that Will Campbell said that that's his favorite thing about Jaden. He doesn't get rattled. And it's true, you know, he's he's a pretty steady quarterback, right? Um, you know, he doesn't turn the football over a lot. That's one thing. Because in the Arizona game, uh, who Mississippi State played the week before, they kind of just gave the game away. 
Um, so, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I just think overall, Jaden found the Malik matchups and just fired them in there. You know, moving the football methodically down the field is overrated. Explosive plays are what matters. And when you play single high defense, which is what Mississippi State likes to play, you have a chance to hit explosives, and Jaden just kept hitting them, right? We play a lot of defenses that want to run too high, so it's harder to hit those explosives. And um, it's going to be hard to hit them versus Arkansas. You're right, Player X. You're right. I had a few people who are actually at the game. You texted me and said, hey, Make sure you let everyone know that Mason Smith was playing double teams. He did have a good bit of double teams. Yeah, Danny, I, I had a tweet about this earlier today, actually, on my Carter the Power Twitter account. I do feel football games are um, where more people fight. Don't fight in a football game. Don't do it. One thing I think contributes to a football fight is when you see someone actually wearing a jersey to the game. I'm fine with wearing jerseys. I have a lot of jerseys. But for some reason, that lends itself to people thinking, well, I'm actually out there. Let me sleep one of these mother. If they cut me in line... Not how it works. Can't do that, man. Don't hit some random Bob in accounting who's had two tall boys too many. I saw a fight at the Florida-Tennessee game. Man. Mm. Matt. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I... I don't know. I don't know. It, it would take a lot for me to make another Gainesville trip. And I know I've not been there since 20, 2008. But man. So, so cool. BGS, good. I appreciate all your support, man. But I'm not ready to do an all-time discussion tonight. <laughs> huh? 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 Um, obviously, this season is, is, is definitely going to make or break where he is, like, on the all-time list. Um, so, yeah, I mean... There's basically only one guy he can't catch at this point. Um, but yeah, every, everybody else is honestly attainable. 
at this point with the with, with Jaden. It just is going to come now to, to how the rest of the season plays out. But here's a good thing about all-time discussions is all-time discussions are evergreen. You can have those at any point in the offseason. And I know we just did one with Wingo, but I think it's a little bit more clear at this point where he is, you know. And even then I said, hey, it's, it's going to come down to how the rest of the season plays out. Jason says, yeah, you're right. Wings was burned out at the end of last season. Yeah, it it was a lot of snaps. A lot. Come on, Samuel. Don't say that, please. Come on. Let's Let's not do this. That was one of the biggest things I regretted at the beginning of the Mississippi State film study. Yeah, Creek, that's what they kind of do now, but it's not really a 4-3, but it kind of sort of is, right? It, 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 that, that is one thing that just gets me crazy is when we have the 4-3-3-4 debate, but I, I understand what you're saying, though. I know what you're saying. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as I possibly can. If you super chat, we'll keep it going. We are about 40 or so away. We're giving away this Devery Henderson card tonight. Pretty freaking excited about that. Yeah, Bird Jones. Okay, I, I, I knew it was going to get into this. Huh? Huh? I blame you, BGS code. You're right. Bird Jones does deserve conversation. Okay, Bert and I—I've shared on here before. We we share a pretty strong uh, mutual friend. I've met Bert a few times. Um, oh, she was in here earlier. Oh, come on, DRC. Please save the all-time questions for the offseason. This one's easy. Malik, it's not even close. Malik, it's not even close. Really just said it was a very good LSU wide receiver. Very good. But it's not even close there. That one's, that one's easy. What's up, Tyler? Good to see you. That's LD88. If we get there, let's do this. If we if we get to a hundo and super chance, this one's going to LD88. Okay. If we get there, it's going to LD88.
No, that that one's not close though. That one's not close. That that even if you even if you era adjusted, that one's not close. It's Malik Neighbors. Now, if you if if you want to have a Michael Clayton debate, sure, that's a little bit different. Cole, thank you for the super chat. There you go. So, Cole, you get to pick the next topic around ahead. Once again, early do set, really freaking good football player. Really, really freaking good football player. Okay. This is not early do set erasure. It's just, you know, you guys come here for me to tell you the truth. I'm going to do that. Okay. So, just to show you, and I'm not just a stats guy, but to show you that this isn't close. Okay. Early Ducent's best season, once again, I know it's a different era, 772 yards, okay, in 2006, okay? Malik was a 1,000-yard receiver last year, all right? And he had a 188-yard game and a half. So Malik almost had Early Ducent's full true freshman season and a half. Okay. I mean, I I think you know with with Malik, he's uh, he's probably a little bit closer to um Odell and and Jarvis and those guys and we'd like to admit. Okay. I know and Blame BGS GOAT for getting into the all-time debate. But and, and that's not recency bias, right? Like if if I'm an LSU football channel and you guys value my opinion, I, I want to be as honest as I possibly can with you guys and not be, you know, a victim of the moment. But you know, when you factor in contested catch rate and all those things, Malik is really freaking good, man. Like a lot closer to the guys that you put in in the upper 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 tier. Okay, so I knew this would come up. Seven hundred seventy-two receiving yards in a less miles offense is like twelve hundred yards. True, you are right about that. But my retort to that would be: well, take a look at our passing offenses last year. We had two games where we, we weren't even over 100 yards passing. So, you know, it would be it would be different if if we're saying, well, we're, we're if, if Malik was in, in the 2019 offense or he was playing alongside Jarvis and Odell with Met, that would be a little bit different. But there were times where our passing offense was nothing but throw the football to Malik neighbors and he make an extremely difficult catch. And you also have to factor that in as well. Like, early Doucette made some very difficult catches. Very difficult. And, you know, the Arizona State catch from Jamarcus. I know what some of you are going to say about that catch. Don't mention it in the chat because that's a different story for a different day. Also, the Alabama catch was absolutely massive. So, yeah, he's he had some big, big, big moments. But Malik is, is better. He just is. No disrespect to early Doucette. And like I said, if there are some other names you want to discuss, it is a little bit different. You want to discuss Josh Reed versus Malik Neighbors? Sure, that's a conversation. That's a conversation. Uh, but, Malik, I mean, I, I think 
especially after this past weekend. I mean, you put up one eighty eight and a half. I mean, you you've got you've got to be Himothy to do that. Malik or Buster? I'd go Malik. That one's that one's tough. Craig Buster Davis, obviously uh, former first round pick. He was around the early Doucette time period. Obviously, you know. Those Jamarcus offenses, I would say Dwayne Bowe was the best wide receiver of those Jamarcus offenses. Um, you know, you, you can have a debate, the 2000 to 2010 era. You make a case Dwayne Bowe is the best receiver of that era. Now, once again, most would say it's Josh Reed or, or Michael Clayton. That's fine. It's perfectly fine. Okay. But the truth is, Malik Neighbors is 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 he's 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 there, but it's tough because his career isn't over. Uh, but yeah, let's go to Michael P. Thank you for the super chat, Michael P. MDP, thank you for being a patron. Let me know once again if you sign up for Patreon and you're new to Patreon, you do have the option to get a one-on-one call with me. So MDP, if you want to do that, set it up. It could be Zoom, it could just be audio, whatever you want. Uh, so sign up for the PHO Patreon. Okay. I sometimes get discouraged because I don't have 500 signups, but I need to keep pushing it because every PHL patron gets a Joe Burrow card and you get my film study previews and you get, um, bonus film studies and all that stuff. Okay. I'm late tonight, but help me understand why will Campbell graded so low this game. I've only rewatched the first half so far, but he looks solid minus one poor decision and a false start. Okay. Let's have a conversation with Will Campbell's performance. The first thing is, you know, because you're super chatted, I'll chat about it, but that was obviously an outlier performance for Will Campbell's really high standards. You are right, though. He did mostly play good, but... At this point in his career, Will Campbell's not really had just a bad game. And I think, you know, we'll all point to this one being one of the worst ones. Now, the false start was not his fault. Okay. It was not his fault. That is on Charles Turner. We said it in the film study. And Brian Kelly also confirmed it this past weekend. I'll always say this when it comes off, it's a line play. If the left tackle and the right guard commit a false start, more than likely it is on the center or the quarterback because the likelihood that both of them jump is very small because Miles Turner also jumped, okay? In that situation, you're supposed to snap the football when Jaden claps and shotgun, and Charles Turner did not do it because he didn't hear it, okay? Um, Or he just didn't do it. He froze up. That happens. Now... I thought, you know, one of the penalties against him was 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 not good. And then he had that excessive penalty before Jaden and Malik linked on that second and 17. Will had a good game outside of that. I do agree with you. But, you know, in terms of my grade, I, I gave him, you know, like a normal Will Campbell grade. It's just out of the ordinary that you see that many mistakes, some of which were his fault, some of which – weren't and some of which are like ticky tack kind of in the middle. Um I think the bigger question, Michael P is is what 
um, what Lance Hurd um, wants, uh, what LSU wants to do with Lance Hurd. And as TJ points out, the Patreon is worth every penny. I'm never going to do something that you guys don't feel is worth your time and effort. Okay. It's good. You know, I'm relatively, well, I am independent. All the women are independent. Every time I hear the word independent. Throw your hands up at me. Or I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Don't you know about me? Because I still grinding. But yeah, Michael, let, let, let's let's expound on this. Do you want Lance Hurd starting for LSU? It just depends on what you want out of this offensive line. If you want higher upside, Lance Hurd gives you that because Emory Jones gives you a little bit more right guard. Um. So yeah, Miles. I think Miles Frazier's bounced back really nicely since that Florida State game, and uh, well, we'll we'll see how everything else you know comes to be. Oh, come on, Pressure. We're not going to do this all night. <laughs> huh? Huh? That one's honestly tough because Terrace didn't really finish his career because uh, of 2020 being the way that it was. Uh, I, I'd probably slightly lean TM6 there, slightly. But then again, that's, that's, one, that's one of those, if it's close, you got to let a career kind of just play out. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Uh, you know, with Emory Jones making some mistakes that guard. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we're definitely not going to get into Devonta Smith debate. So. If I hear any more Devonta Smith stuff, you will get put in timeout. Don't want to get into Devonta. That is not against the Slim Reaper. I'm in a few of my leagues. But, yeah, we're not going to do all this. It's true, Samuel. I mean, just think, think about... So, like, I, I remember... Um, like in my soccer career, I actually had uh, someone get hurt, and that allowed me to play the position that 
I wanted to play. And then I was, I was asking my coach, Hey, let me, let me get that opportunity. And man, I fought like hell to keep it. It's, it was, it was hard. And eventually I, I, I got to keep it. I got to keep that job and it's, it's tough. It's really hard. Uh, once you lose that position to get it back. So, you know, this happened last year with Greg Penn, you know, they were saying, Hey, uh, We want um, Demario Tolan. We kind of want Demario Tolan to be the guy next to Baskerville. And then Greg Penn played out of his mind in the Arkansas game last year. So, yeah, you know, Omar Spates is going to be going through this uh, when he gets healthy. Goose. So goose. But thank you, Michael. Thank you for your generosity once again. All right. All righty. We are roughly 25 away from giving this card out to LD88. Close to it. <laughs> we want to say, well, I was a starter, Jaren, and it, it was my fault that we didn't win state because I was too slow. <laughs> oh, we would have won state. <laughs> uh, let's go, Danny. We're, we're, we're five away now. Thank you so much, Danny, girl. I feel like we don't hear about Martinez or Borderline much, and I wonder why. Are they that far behind the others? Oh, not because we get an injury, then what do we do? Very good at Super Chat. Number one, I'm just happy Marlon Martinez is still on the team. Um, I still think if Charles Turner were to go down, it would be Marlon Martinez who would be the center. I don't think LSU would put DJ Chester in as the starting center, even though DJ Chester is technically the second team center at this point. I think if push came to shove, Marlon Martinez would be the guy. I do. Okay. Um, but yeah, Danny, where, where would you put him? It would be my question. Okay. Martinez would be starting over Garrett Dellinger at left guard, I guess. Or would it be right guard? Would that be the case? Who knows? But Bob Orlan was always going to be a project. You know, he came in. He wasn't a big guy when he got to LSU. Now he's he's big for a high school lineman. Before college lineman, he wasn't really that big of a guy. I've honestly been very impressed with where he was to where he is now. Um, because, you know, when he, when he came out, I really, I really didn't love him all that much. Uh, but he's an LSU legacy. He's liked in that building. And he's put a lot of work into getting to where he is right now. So, shout out 
to Bo Borderline. Now, Danny, this is a good question. I know you love offensive line play more than anything else. Okay. Let's chat about the backup offensive line. What would happen? Well, at this point, when Will Campbell went out, we got a glimpse into what it would look like. Emory Jones goes to left tackle. Lance Hurd goes to right tackle. Okay. If a guard were to go out, more than likely it would be I would think it would go Miles Frazier to left guard, Emory Jones to right guard, then Lancer to right tackle, or if they didn't want to flip-flop sides, it would be Marlon Martinez in a left guard, and so on and so on. One guy that has just made no noise at all has been Mason Lunsford at all. So there you go. Jared with the super chat, he gets us there. And there you go. Congratulations, LD88. They have stepped up for you, man. This Devery Henderson card is going to LD88. Congratulations, man. The Lord's Disciple. So LD88, I really appreciate uh, that that letter you sent me not too long ago. And uh, shoot me an email with where you want me to send this. I appreciate you. Appreciate your support. And it's uh, going to you, man. Congratulations. I met Devery at the last Saints home game. That's awesome, man. I think LD88 deserves it. He's been at a lot of, uh, almost every one of my shows. I do think so, Dante. I do think I do think they want to check it out. Um, it'll probably be sometime in the second quarter. I will tell you that. Uh, the offensive line did regress some when he came into the game. That wasn't entirely on him, though. Okay? It's a little bit different when one guy is just coming in for another guy, right? But he's coming in for somebody else, and they're moving another player to the new position. But... Hey, everybody's happy for LD88. Everybody, welcome Blaine to the channel. Blaine Lenoir. I'm going to go with Lenoir. Or is it Lenoir? Lenoir. Lenoir. 
Yeah, so at this point, Andre Sam had the best game uh, that any LSU defensive back has had for me. I really thought he was that good versus Mississippi State. Okay. Kyron Lacey, well, we'll see. Didn't get a target this last game. Did some other good things, though, in that game. Also, I will say, since we're talking about Lance Hurd and and Ky, um, Lance Hurd and and, um, and Emory Jones, we did miss Kyron on a potential touchdown that was only not hit because of protection. Now it was a longer developing route, but the protection did break down. So. Um, if you want to see that play, that actually is on Patreon. And Kyron got wide the F open. It was a really good route. Forced the DB to fall down. I'm serious. It was, if you want to see it, you can see it for yourself. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but it goes back to Samuel's uh, Super Chat a minute ago. The truth is... There is nothing, nothing like playing when someone is coming for your spot. It stinks, dude. You're about to get benched? Really? But if you want to cheer for two Tigers that have great stories, Andre Sam, Chris Hilton. I am such a big Andre Sam fan. It is crazy. A year seven player. You know you have stories when this is the seventh year of college football for you. I love it. I did see something ridiculous though today. I saw a Miami tight end is applying for a ninth year of eligibility. A ninth year of eligibility. That means he is a class of 2016 recruit this year. This year. That means he was in the same recruiting class as Rashard Lawrence. And he's trying to get a ninth year of eligibility. A ninth year. A ninth year Ooh, Sibley I do think both teams will score uh, a lot I, I think this will be a higher scoring game uh, but we'll see we'll see but can you believe could you Believe, could you believe a ninth year of eligibility? Hell, you could file for AARP. File for AARP. In the locker room, everybody's playing NBA Young Boy. You're like, hey, put a quarter in the jukebox. Play. Some freaking Elvis. Ninth year of eligibility? 
That that is just nuts. Ninth year. Ninth year? Really? That's old. That's old, man. That's back then when someone said, hey, he rose again. That's that that's old. That's that old. That's BC eight Easter. Ninth year of eligibility? Really? Even Tom Brady's like, hey, bro, turn the shoulder pads in. Turn the shoulder pads in. I mean, ninth year. Pika, I, I will never believe a coach doesn't allow music. In the locker room. <laughs> Shiesty. <laughs> hey, could you imagine? Could you imagine someone getting a ninth year of eligibility? But he's like, gather around everyone. Let me tell you about Napster. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. So, um. I uh, I will be on AYS tomorrow night. We didn't do Monday night because the Saints were playing. And my goodness gracious, who couldn't miss that Saints game? A thriller, if you ask me. Well, it was a thriller if you had the Saints minus three. Dear Lord, what a backdoor cover that was. Ugh. <sighs> Man, how, I got to say this. I know everyone's talking about, well, should we, should the Saints play Jameis? <laughs> That's a funny one, Chad. That is a funny one. <laughs> then Rachel got with Chandler. <laughs> uh, that, is so, that one's good. That one's good. Uh but yeah, anyway, it's actually lost my train of thought. That was so freaking funny. Uh, huh, 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 huh. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I know everyone's talking about Jameis and 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 Derek Carr. And I had someone ask, hey, will you talk some Saints uh in the last live stream? And I didn't. Okay. Okay. I don't care about Derek Carr. I really don't. They should keep Derek Carr. I don't think you should go to Jameis yet. But y'all. How freaking good is Rashid Shaheed? Like, he's good. Like, I don't think he just, I don't think this is flukage, right? Like, I think he's good. Uh, now, do I think he's like Pro Bowl good? No, but I think he could like carve out, uh, well, hell, I think he could be Devery Henderson. We gave out this card tonight, LD88. I think he could be that good. Rashid Shaheed. Man, I I never got the friends hype. Seinfeld, I eventually came around. I was like, okay, this is good. Still. 
the greatest comedy of our lifetime is Curb Your Enthusiasm. I could sit and watch Curb all day. I've actually seen like probably a total of like 10 Curb episodes. Uh, so when I get old and I'm retired, I'm just going to watch all of them. Curb is the best comedy of all time. The Great Minds Seeking Light. Devery Anderson. Honestly, I didn't see that one. I I like De like a Ted Ginn, Devery Henderson, but I think I think he could be better than those guys. Man. Like when I watch him, I'm like, he, he looks really freaking good. Like, I don't know what would be like, maybe a little watered down Deshaun Jackson. Like, I don't know if he'll ever be like that good, but that's why I say watered down. But guy, dude, he just makes plays. Um. And yeah, I also think Foster Moreau looked pretty good last night too. I did kind of cringe when uh, Foster Moreau and Dante Jackson had that hit. I was like, oh God, please don't. I will say this though, so. okay? You know, there's always this debate between college football and the NFL. If there was ever a debate for college football over the NFL, it was last night. Last night was the ultimate college football over the NFL debate. I actually sat down and watched most of both of those games. Now, because of you know my obligations, I'm not ever like I'm not ever able to just sit down and watch all the Monday Night Football because you know I do Blake Show, and then obviously Sundays, you know I only watch like the YouTube cuts of the games because we're cutting film studies. It's just busy, right? So with the NFL, it's always it's always shoved down your throat. Well, the NFL guys are so much better than the college guys, and they are. It's not even close. But it doesn't make that the it doesn't mean that the product's better. You know, last night I saw the most beloved like running back in the NFL. No one has a bad word to say about Nick Chubb. I saw his knee turn inside out. Okay. There's so many of these types of injuries in the NFL that it's just like and, – and these injuries exist in college. There's serious injuries in college. We just saw a very serious one in the Grambling game. There was a very serious one in the Purdue game. I'm not saying that there's not serious injuries. I'm, I'm saying, though, like the NFL just doesn't really feel – it doesn't give me the same feeling that college football does. And I love the NFL. I do. But – you know, I I don't get the like uh, college football is a way inferior product. I don't I don't know I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> Simply, I used to watch Friends when I was white. So Sibley. Pulled the reverse Michael Jackson. In case y'all didn't know. If y'all didn't get that joke. Sorry. So Sibley. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to reveal this, but Sibley and Jared have switched spots. It's the freaking... Um, 
what is it? The Chris Brown and Lil Dicky music video. They switched. Jared was once JSB and JSB was once Jared. You could see that. You can. You could see it. See? I do agree though. I, I do think Bryce Young is gonna is gonna become good. What's up, Kyle? Kyle Cordsmere. Cordsmeyer, excuse me. More variables in college football makes it more fun. Kyle's a really good comedian. Check it out. Check him out. I would never want to follow Kyle. I don't think I ever had to follow you. One of Memphis's great comics. I don't know. Are you still in New York? You back in Memphis? Tell you. Most underrated thing. In Memphis is Central Barbecue, but you don't go to Central Barbecue to get the Central to get barbecue. You go to Central Barbecue to get the wings, bro. Their wings are undefeated. <laughs> I'm a light skinned shorter broker JSB, but basically the same. Huh? 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 Oh. Uh... Hey, <laughs> you do you. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's major benefits to the NFL, and I freaking love the NFL. I do. And I'll probably do like more NFL, NFL draft kind of content. I do an NFL show uh, every Tuesday at 1130 on um, uh, the football card quest. It's football cards in the NFL. I had to do it all by myself today. Because my co-host couldn't do the show today, and uh, and yeah, you know it's it's tough because obviously Joe is stinking right now, and we're in this kind of weird spot where it's like, hey, you know, Jamar kind of said, hey, we don't need Joe till week five, and maybe you should sit Joe Burrow out. AFC North looks kind of stinky right now with the quarter rank play outside of Lamar. I'll tell you this right now, man. Lamar Jackson looks freaking good. Lamar. Let's go back in Fayetteville. Let's go. I love Fayetteville, man. That's Jared. Jared went to the Fayetteville game last year. I, lo I love Fayetteville. Had way too many party nights in Fayetteville. Not as many in Baton Rouge, though. <laughs> huh? 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 Uh, man, way too many. Had some good ones in Tuscaloosa, too. Tuscaloosa. I will say this, though. Okay, there was a big debate, and Ryan Clark was involved in it today about the um, the hit. 
okay, with uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and and Nick Chubb. Was the hit dirty? Okay. It wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't. By dirty, like, for something for me to be dirty, and when you say it's dirty, and it's 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 a hit that's clearly against the rules and over the top, okay? You guys saw how passionate I was when Mason Smith took the dirtiest hit I've ever seen an LSU football player take, okay? What Minka Fitzpatrick did to Nick Chubb was not dirty. However, it was undoubtedly gruesome. There is a difference, and it just comes down to how you want to morally view the game of football. Okay? Gruesome means you know this hit is likely to end up in a bad result for this player. Just because it's legal doesn't mean you should or should not do it. But then again, it just depends on your viewpoint on this. If you are between those white lines and you want to say, hey, when the, the only thing I cannot do is what a flag would be thrown against me. Uncle Luz. Wait, Uncle Luz? Is that what we're rolling with? Let's go. Uncle Luz sounds good, man. I just love central pulled pork nachos, man, on the house chips, bro. I love it. So there's people like Danny who says, look, there's rules set in place. You agreed with these rules. And the collective bargaining agreement and all that stuff, you signed a contract. And even if the play is a penalty, you have to take what is uh, the, the good and bad that comes from playing football. But I'll also say this. If you're a veteran safety like Minka Fitzpatrick, I think he played college football around the same time Nick Chubb played college football. I don't know, Stephen. I don't know. You know, that they, they've interviewed the Auburn player who did that to Clint Dorsey. And they said, hey, he said, I wasn't trying to do it. There's a miscommunication. I don't know. But I will say, obviously, after that hit, Glenn Dorsey was not the same player. Okay. He wasn't the same player after that. Luckily for Mason, he's still walking after that. But at this point, if I was LSU, I would I would seriously consider not playing Grambling again if 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 players are are are, are subject to stuff like that. It's crazy. Now that was such a tough hit. It really was. 
Uh, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I'd be cool to go to, though. Monken. Or is Monken? Yeah, I think he's also the QB coach. All right, next five minutes, we'll take a few more. If you super chat, we'll keep it going. Ugh. I'll tell you this, man. If I was a Georgia fan and I was a big Chubb fan, as gruesome as that hit was, that would have had me. I even tweeted something about it. I mean, I freaking love Nick Chubb. I do think it's it's one. You want to talk about all time great stuff? I think Nick Chubb is the best SEC running back of the past decade. If you factor in NFL career as well, I think he's the best. I think, and I know it's down between him and Derrick Henry. Okay. Obviously, Fournette is my favorite, but I think it's down between him and Derrick Henry. And Henry has the Heisman, and Henry also has that one really special NFL season. But I, I, I actually would give Nick Chubb the slight edge there. Hot take. But there you go. Okay, so T. Martin is a QB coach. Shout out T. Martin, man. Peerless Price. Dang, y'all are coming at me, man. That's fine. And Danny, I know you live in Georgia. So that that take could get you in trouble, but I I think Nick's better, dude. Like I I really do think Nick is a freaking unbelievable running back on a yards per carry average. I, I saw so I think it was like Bo Jackson and like one other running back is a better all time yard per carry running back than Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had better overall college numbers, too. Yeah, that one's not close. Chubb's way better than Gurley. You can make a case Gurley had better peaks, though. He also got himself in some trouble this weekend with uh, his fan base. The running back from Arkansas uh, in 2023. So Rocket Sanders? Or are you talking about Alex Collins? Uh, who just passed, unfortunately. Yeah, so for those that don't know, um, Arkansas had a lot of their like more recent players die this offseason. They had a defensive tackle named Chris Smith. who's was a really good player. He was in the XFL. 
and they actually had two players who played for the Ravens um, who, who passed. Uh, Ryan Mallett. He also was Tom Brady's backup for a long time with the Patriots, and uh, he died. And um, Alex Collins was a monster. And, yeah, he's in that conversation, too. He had 3,000-yard uh, seasons, 3,000-yard seasons. And that was, like, in the early Bielema years. Like, those teams were bad. Um, Their final team was actually pretty good. But um, yeah, Alex Collins was a freaking monster, very underrated. And he had a very underrated NFL career. Brian Wallace. I didn't even hear about that. So yeah, it's been a really, really, really tough off season. Like for young, young Arkansas players. What do Chubb, Henry, Fournette have in common? They're thick. It's true. Well, Pegasus. Notice I said SEC. Max. Kamara's interesting, but you can make a case Kamara's had a better NFL career than Chubb and Henry. Uh, but I, I'm when you factor in college and NFL... And once again, Kamara never actually got fed properly in college. So that's on Butch Davis, who sucks. He is objectively the worst coach in college football. Objectively. Dylan Gabriel for Heisman? Dylan Gabriel? Yes, they beat down Stony Brook. Kyle, don't bring up Stony Brook. Roderick, what's up? Don't bring up uh, Stony Brook to LSU fans. Don't do that. You probably don't know the history there, but don't do it. And that is a low moment for LSU athletics. They're a good team, though.
Marcus Lattimore. Beast mode. Only one beast mode. But Marcus Lattimore is a beast. He just had 50 carries a game in South Carolina. All right. I appreciate each and every one of you. Let's go through uh, the Super Chance. Carson, Jared, Rick, TJ, Player X, Cole, Danny Girl, J-Red, and shout out to the ones that do it on Venmo. It always goes a long way. Jordan, Samuel, Benjamin, I appreciate you guys, man. Big time supporters of the PHL Nation. Yes, Marshawn Lynch is beast mode. But uh, Lattimore was a ton of fun. It really was. Now, uh, we will be live tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central, so be on the lookout for that. Okay? It is! Power out. LSU. Bam! And tonight, we are doing... Oh, we're doing steamed pork buns. Okay. They're so good, man. Don't don't knock it till you try it, man. Let's go. 